Hey everybody, welcome to No Bones About Wrestling. I'm your host, Asa, and I'm here with Kay Fabulous. Hey. And this is your AEW Dynamite Report. Let's get right to it. It was June 28th, and they were live in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Let's get right to the matches. Opening match of the night, John Moxley of the Blackpool Combat Club taking on Tomohiro Ishii. And they start off with chops. AW folks love their chops. Uh, but Ishii chops Moxley's chest raw. It's just raw, red. Not a pleasant sight. Uh, Ishii pushes Moxley down. Moxley gets up. Bites Ishii's face. Ishii returns the favor. He bites Moxley's forehead. Gets a big chunk of forehead in his mouth. I know you like that, Kay. Yeah, it was delightful. I thought you lo- lo- like it when the wrestlers bite one another. I like it when they're biting, but he bit him and then he was bleeding. Or was that later when he started bleeding? That was bleeding? later, yeah. Okay, then this biting I approve of. So Moxley knocks Ishii outside, then dives out after him. Eddie Kingston comes out. Uh, Moxley pile drives Ishii, gets a two count. The two men exchange a series of clotheslines and running knee strikes. Uh, they exchange headbutts, and that is when Moxley starts bleeding. Mm-hmm. Moxley hits a Death Rider DDT, uh, gets a two count. Uh, Moxley has his, you know, uh, Blackpool Combat Club homies with him. Ring of Honor World Champion Claudio Castagnoli's out there. Wheeler Yuta's out there uh, for moral support. Eddie Kingston's out there. I guess just trying to make sure they don't screw around. Mm-hmm. And he's out there telling John, you can do it by yourself, John. You know, being real uh, ironic. Mm-hmm. He, he is. And, uh, but yeah, so the Death Rider DDT got a two count. And all th- all through the match, Eddie Kingston and Claudio Castagnoli, they're staring at each other. They're on opposite sides of the ring, and they're staring at each other. They have a, a feud that's been going on for months now. Mm-hmm. And they're feuding. I would say it's over the Ring of Honor world title, but it's not, really. It just happens to be... It just happens to that Claudio Castagnoli is the Ring of Honor world champion. They're mm-hmm. not really feuding over the belt. But the belt is is involved in the feud, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Those Kingston does not like Castagnoli and vice versa. They keep staring at each other. Uh, Moxley curb stomps Ishi, and then hits another Death Rider, and that is the end of the match. As Moxley gets the pin, and the win. Good opening match. Three and a half bones out of five. K, what do you have to say about the opener for Dynamite? I enjoyed this match. Um, sometimes I get tired of Moxley's style. Um, but in this match, I really liked it. Um, I, of course, I loved the nose biting. Uh, I thought that was hilarious. Uh, and then when he returned the bite to the head, I enjoyed that. Um, there was a go- good gotch style a pile driver by Mox, but it only got a two count. Um, and then I thought the forearm exchange between the two men looked like they were just knocking each other's heads off. Mm-hmm. Like it was, it was awesome. It was just a very like hard hitting, like brawling style match. Mm-hmm. Um, but with more moves than, uh, you typically see in a brawling match. I got you. Yeah, no, I, I agree. Yeah, the, both brawlers. Uh, nice, nice way to start. Nice way to start. Uh, next, we go to Renee Paquette. She is in the parking lot of the arena with Adam Cole. MJF pulls up, and um, the world champ says uh, to Cole, he says, good idea getting sick for Forbidden Door. Yeah, I wish I had done that, you know. 
Adam Cole says, no, you know, dude, I was really sick. I didn't, I didn't make it up to miss the show. And MJF is like, yeah, sure. Uh, MJF invites Adam Cole to hang out. So they are partners in the upcoming uh, blind draw uh, number one contender tag team tournament. Uh, so MJF invites Adam Cole to hang out. Cole accepts and MJF shows Cole that he has a shirt made up that reads, Better Than You, Bay Bay. Uh, next, Moxley, Yuta, and Castagnoli are with Renee. Of course, Renee is Moxley's wife. She asks him, What's up? Uh, and he explains that it's Eddie Kingston. Eddie Kingston walks up, they, the two start arguing. And Renee shouts at, at Moxley. She says, fix this. I'm done with it. And she meant it. Mm-hmm. So it was a very nice use of their actual relationship in the in the story here, mm-hmm. I thought. Yeah. Next, we had a video package about how good the Kenny Omega versus Will Ospreay match was at Forbidden Door. And man, was it. Five Bones. That is for sure. Uh, Then we had a trios match. We had international champion Orange Cassidy, uh, Triple A champion Elijo Del Vikingo, mega champion, mega champion. Excuse me, Triple A mega champion Elijo Del Vikingo, and Keith Lee, and they took on Daniel Garcia, Angelo Parker, and Matt Menard of the Jericho Appreciation Society. Uh, Garcia Irish whips Vikingo, who flies, excuse me, who flies out under the top rope. He hops back in on one one top rope, bounces on a different angled middle rope, and flies off with an arm drag. Uh, He bounces off a rope, spins around in midair, and executes a flying head scissors. Vikingo is just amazing. The things that he does in the ring. Mm-hmm. He's amazing. He he may be my current favorite wrestler. Interesting. He impresses me every time I see him. Mm-hmm. I love him. He's he's astounding. I agree. He's astounding, magical. yes. I don't know. Yeah. He's he's up there. He's he's in the top five for sure, for me. Of your current favorites. Of my stuff? current favorites, yeah. He's only in the top five. Well, he's. I'm just saying he's definitely in the top five. I expected him to definitely be in a higher grouping than that. I would say he's definitely in the top four. Then does that please you? No, I, I'll take definitely in the top three. I would say probably definitely in the top three. Probably, definitely. <laughs> I'll say definitely in the top three. Okay, I will accept that. I'm trying to think who that would be now. He's the only person that... I, would, I don't know how many bones you're giving this match. Who uh, do you think my three favorite wrestlers are? I think Kenny Omega. I think Ray Phoenix. And I think Elliot Hodel Vikingo. Did I get any of them right? I think that's probably right. I think Malachi Black is in the top five. I don't know who the fifth one would be. Probably maybe Finn Balor. Oh, okay. Probably Finn Balor. Finn Balor. And then, and then maybe Cody Rhodes and CM Punk. Would be, Finn Balor would above, be above Cody Rhodes. It'd be close. It'd be close. Yeah. I like hmm. Finn a lot. I knew you used to like Finn a lot. I just didn't know you still yeah. carried the torch for him. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, readers get a, or excuse me, listeners get a uh, a glimpse into my psyche there. I don't, I don't really talk mm-hmm. about my favorites much here on the on the yeah. show, or at all, really. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I guess those are my, those are some of my favorites there. Yeah. Yeah, and then, like I said, I don't know what bone rating you gave this match because you haven't told us yet. Yeah. But uh, I think prior to this, every match Elio Del Vikingo has been in, you have rated five bones. I'm fairly confident in that. Um, Everyone we've reviewed, I believe so. Yeah, yeah. But this is a, this is a trios match, yeah. you know, so it's not. Doesn't count. 
It doesn't count. Yeah. If we had some sort of average of the of the ratings, you know, of singles matches, mm-hmm. he would be number one. Yeah. No doubt. Yeah, I agree. No doubt. I'm wondering who would be number two. Probably be like Kenny Omega. Uh, yeah, probably would be Omega. Brian Danielson would be up there. I think MJF would be up there. Based on the MJF matches would be had. up there. He'd be up there. Hmm. Interesting. Back to the match. Back to the match. Uh, Vikingo was being magical. Where was I? Orange Cassidy steals Angelo Parker's switchblade comb and then executes some one on two antics against Parker and Menard. Pretty funny. Some drop kicks and things like that. You know, Orange Cassidy's uh, shtick. Uh, he makes Parker and Menard both look silly. Uh, Orange Cassidy holds uh, Garcia. Vikingo stomps on him from the top rope. Vikingo kicks Parker out of the ring and then performs a running shooting star press on Garcia and then kicks Parker down. Uh, Garcia and Menard take down Vikingo. Garcia chokes Vikingo with a boot on his throat. Vikingo with a torneo kick on Parker. uh, Stopped himself getting whipped into the ropes. Vikingo jumps over Menard, jumps over Parker, and tags in Keith Lee after getting beat up for a little bit. Uh, Eventually, Vikingo back in... uh, he hits an acai moonsault onto Menard and Parker uh, on the on the outside of the ring. Inside the ring, Orange Cassidy hits an orange punch on Parker. Keith Lee power slams Matt Menard for the pin and the win. Uh, this one was all over the place. The highlight were was definitely Elio Del Vikingo and his his magic. His mm-hmm. wild moves. Yeah. I tried to translate them as best as, as I could uh, to the listeners. Uh, this match gets three and a half bones out of five. Good match. Hmm. Okay, what do you have to say about this trios match? Um, there was a twisting flying head scissors from Vikingo that was just awesome. I'm I'm actually... I'm going to rate this four bones out of five. Yeah, I was surprised at your three and a half bone rating. I'm, I'm upping it four okay. bones out of five. <laughs> All right. Um, did you mention the gross grinding of Vikingo's face not, by Garcia? Yeah, I didn't care for that. I Dan- also did not care for that. Daniel Garcia got Elijo Del Vikingo in the corner and grinded his crotch in Elio Del Vikingo's face. He, like, did and his like, gross dancing, but, like, on Vikingo's face. Yeah, like, his bounced dick. his yeah. cock on his face. Yeah, was, I didn't care for that but, one yeah, bit. Me either. Vikingo is above those sorts of things. Yeah. That shouldn't... That was uncalled for. Yeah. I, I really didn't like that. It was uncouth. It was uncouth. I mean, I'm sure they... I hope they discussed it beforehand. They had to have. I'm sure they did. I I hope so. But, uh... Surprised he agreed to that. Man, Um, I... I I didn't care for that. Yeah. I didn't care for that one bit. I felt like it was worth mentioning. Um, Yeah, no, you're right. There was also a missed spot uh, with Vikingo where he was supposed to get caught Mm -hmm. by Keith Lee... But Keith Lee didn't quite catch him. Uh, and it was like brief moments of awkwardness where they were like trying to figure out what they were going to do yeah, Keith... to fix it. Because he was supposed to catch him and then swing him like a pendulum, uh, swing Vikingo like a pendulum into Matt Menard and Angelo Parker who were out on the apron or out on the um, floor. Floor, thank you. Um, but since he missed him, he was like, oh, Keith Lee kind of stood there for a second, like, oh, what do I do? And so then he just picks him up and starts swinging him. Yeah, Vikingo, Keith Lee was on the outside. Vikingo gets a running start, comes running. 
jumps. He knocks Keith Lee over. Keith Lee's supposed to catch him, but he knocks Keith Lee over. And then, right, Keith Lee kind of stands up, gathers, shakes out the cobwebs, and then picks up Vikingo, hits Menard, hits Parker, and then Vikingo jumps up to the turnbuckle, and that's where where he hit the acai moonsault. (laughs) He slips off at first, though. Yeah. Vikingo does. It's the first time I've seen him slip. Mm-hmm. But I think maybe he was just disoriented from everything that just happened. From being used as a weapon. Well, and being dropped. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, this was... I thought the crowd was great for this. Um, super into it, which how can you not be when Vikingo's in the ring? Uh, but it's just a really fun, fun match. And I loved the tornado kick by Vikingo on Parker. Yeah, I'm gonna search out more Triple A for us to watch. Uh, I would like to to, okay. to watch some. Well, they have a pay per view coming up soon in July. Yeah. We can watch that. We definitely will watch it. Yeah. Um, Except hopefully it won't be on the night as like four other pay per views. That's what happened last time. Like New Japan had a, had a pay per view. Um. I say GCW had a pay per view and uh, AAA all in one night, which like with those three, it's easy to pick. AAA, yeah. But uh, yeah, I would like to watch more AAA, or which would be easy because right now we watch almost none. We saw part of a pay per view. Yeah. So, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna find. Uh, I think I have some avenues where we can watch it. So. Cool. I'm always up for more wrestling. Mm-hmm. We can cut out maybe some WWE and add some AAA in there. Okay. But yeah, fun trios match. I wonder, it's a weird team. Orange Cassidy, Keith Lee, and Vikingo. But uh, it worked. Yeah, I, I was... I wonder if they'll stay together, you know? What, as like a trios team? Yeah. No, I don't think they're going to stay together. I think it's a one shot. Yes, I absolutely think it was a one shot. And you know, before the match, I, I was like the team. really curious as to how their flow was going to be with Keith Lee in the mix. Because um, like Orange Cassidy's not really a high flyer, but he has a quickness to him and his style mm-hmm. that I feel like Vikingo compliments. And so I was worried that Keith Lee was going to be like a clunker in there, you know? But he did. He was great. He... He added, he added the, like, strength. This was one of the best Keith Lee matches I've seen, I think, besides him dropping Vikingo. Um, I just felt like his power came across as, like, genuine in this one. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. No, I agree. Good good performances by, uh, by pretty much everyone, yeah. Mm-hmm. Except, like you said, a couple, just a couple missed spots. No, nothing, nothing... Not too big a deal. Uh, Hangman Adam Page and the Young Bucks are in the back, and they put out a trios open challenge. Along come the Dark Order. Yeah! Which, you know, used to be like fucking Aww. a dozen guys, you know? Yeah, now it's three. So come, out comes uh, Alex Reynolds, John Silver, the little meat man. And um, Evil Uno, three Dark Order members. And they say that they were with Paige at his lowest point, and he apparently doesn't appreciate it. And Evil Uno said, you know, you haven't called, you haven't talked to us, you know, what the fuck. He didn't say what the fuck, but he was like, Mm -hmm. what's the deal, you know? What's, What's going on, man? And at first, I think Paige thinks... They're joking about picking up the the open challenge. But John Silver assures him, no, we're not joking. We want the open challenge. Mm-hmm. We want to fight you. Yeah. And Evil Uno also lets him know, yeah, we're going to fight you. So, um... So, my question... Yeah. Are they turning heel? Like, they're fighting their one of their best friends... Like, the elite are definitely faces. Is this the beginning of a Dark Order heel turn? I don't know. That would be interesting, though, wouldn't it? Yeah. 
Because there's a few things that happen in the match and after the match that I want to talk about when we get there that I feel like indicate that they're on this pathway. Plus, then if they can unite with the righteous, oh my god. Oh my god. So for our listeners who don't watch Ring of Honor. Oh yeah. Do you want to tell them who the righteous are? So the righteous. You have Dutch and you have Vincent. And they are this like creepy cult <laughs> and they're awesome and they were became obsessed with Stu from the dark order and would sit out there during all of his matches dutch would bring a chair for vincent and vincent would sit and watch and dutch would stand and watch and eventually they uh pulled Stu into their cults apparently Stu is very susceptible to cults so something something must have gone wrong in his childhood um to make him so susceptible or something. But, uh, but yeah, so now the Dark Order are feuding with the Righteous because they took Stu away from them. But I think they should join forces and become one big cult. Hmm. I like cults. Uh, I'm, I'm aware. Yeah. Maybe they will. That'd be awesome. Uh, Renee Paquette is in the ring with Chris Jericho and Sammy Guevara. And Jericho is addressing Sting. They're they're facing, in the main event, they're facing Sting and Darby Allin in a tornado tag match, meaning, tornado tag meaning no disqualification, everyone is illegal, no tags, everyone's in at once. I like him. Mm. Uh, And Jericho says, you want to get dirty, Sting? Let's get dirty. Yeah, what does that mean? I think just, you know, roll around the dirt. Let's like get down Get and real, dirty? get down and yeah, dirty, okay, yeah. Okay. Let's okay. fight. Uh, and Jericho says he's tapping into the pain maker, his, his alter ego tonight. So it's not Chris Jericho, it's the pain maker and Sammy Guevara. I'm not a big fan of the pain maker. You think it's lame? I think it's super lame. Like, it looks like shitty clown makeup. And that is literally the only difference we see when we see the pain maker. Like, does he wrestle differently? No, no, he does not. It is still Jericho wrestling in Jericho style. If he had, like, a different style of wrestling or something, or, like, full face paint instead of just, like, around the eyes and the mouth. I don't know. Do you, are you impressed with the pain maker? No. Do you think it's lame? I think it's it's a little lame, yeah. Yeah, unfortunately. Just, yeah, I don't. I, don't I hate get to say it. that, because like Chris Jericho has come up with some. I mean, so much gold in his career. Almost, almost everything he touches, all, almost all of his ideas are golden. Yeah. The pain I, maker. Yeah. I don't get it. I'm not. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I don't get it either. And like with the hat and is, the spikes and it, the the. <laughs> The makeup around yeah. the eyes. and It's so clear that Chris Jericho loves the pain maker, though. Yeah. Like, he loves bringing it out. And yeah. Like, yeah, the pain maker's gonna get you. But, like, it's just... I don't know. Yeah, I don't... I don't get what he sees in that character. Yeah. It is a cool mask that he wears out. It reminds me of Asuka's old masks. Yeah. I don't... I'm not, I'm not big on it. No. But that's what we get. That's what we're getting in the main event. Uh, so now we have our trios match. We have the Dark Order, Alex Reynolds, Evil Uno, John Silver, accompanied by Negative One. Of course, uh, Brody Lee's uh, child. We haven't seen him in a while. No, we, we have not. And they're taking on Hangman Adam Page and the Young Bucks. Uh, Nick Jackson starts off with a Lucha Libre arm drag on Reynolds where he uh, walks the ropes for a second and then jumps off and hits Reynolds with the arm drag. Silver comes in. Uh, he's in with Hangman. Hits a strong elbow uh, to Hangman. Looks like he you know, hit, his, hit his jaw pretty hard. Evil Uno comes in and... One of the first things he does is he knocks... He goes over to Hangman, who's on the apron now. He knocks Hangman off the apron. Takes a shot at him. Evil Uno, he's pissed off at Hangman. Uh, The Young Bucks are in, 
And they had a double-team backbreaker slash neckbreaker on Alex Reynolds. Both Bucks dive off the top simultaneously against the Dark Order. Matt Jackson gets Alex Reynolds in a sleeper hold. Uh, Nick Jackson hits a vertebraker on John Silver. Uh, Evil Uno gets both Bucks. Then again goes after Paige on the apron. Evil Uno hits a pile driver on Nick Jackson, gets a two count. Uh, Hangman and Adam, uh, excuse me, Hangman and Evil Uno go hand to hand with some uh, some punches. Uno hits a cannonball senton on Matt Jackson to the outside. Uh, John, John Silver and Alex Reynolds with a flurry of double team moves on Hangman Adam Page, looking great. Those two have been a tag team for quite a while now. Mm-hmm. They work very well together, Silver and Reynolds. Uh, and uh, the flurry of double team moves on Page gets a two count. Uh, Hangman hits a buckshot lariat, preceded by a BTE trigger on John Silver. They fucked John Silver up. Hangman gets the pin and the win. Uh, very good trios match. Another good one. Four bones out of five. Very good action in this one. Everyone was spot on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very fun match. Um, Say your bone rating again. Four bones out of five. Okay. Very fun match. And then out comes the Blackpool Combat Club, Kanosuke Takeshita, and Don Callis. And they start beating down the Elite and the Dark Order. They just leave. Yeah, they like look at them, see that they're getting the shit kicked out of them, and then they just walk off as Adam Page is like bleeding from the head. Yeah, they just leave them, the Dark Order. He gets screwdrivered in front of them, and they just turn and leave, and then... Walk to the ramp and turn back around and just stand there and watch. So we'll talk about it in a minute. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, Hangman gets busted open. And John Moxley gets on the mic and he says, you know, you want this to end? He says, July 19th, Boston. Blood and guts. So it looks like we're headed to blood and guts. July 19th in Boston, Blackpool Combat Club. Versus the Elite. Uh, so the Elite have uh, what, four members. So I don't know who the, the fifth will be. Uh, you know, it may end up being Eddie Kingston. I don't know who it'll be. Oh, I think it's going to be Kingston. Yeah, you kind of assume it'll be Kingston. Yeah. But uh, I can't wait. I love the Blood and Guts match. You know, which war games is what they, you know, is what they copied. One of my favorite types of a wrestling match. Um, but before we talk about anything else having to do with this match, Kay, what, 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 what did you think of this trios match? Well, first of all, I would like to remind everyone that I love the Dark Order and I love Negative One and it was so awesome to get to see him because it's been so long and not only that but he showed up with a different mask than normal Mm. like normally he has like a white mask that's got like colors around the eyes and this time it was it was black and purple uh a little more like evil uno's not with the evil grin but anyway um i just feel like the dark order is woefully underutilized in AEW. like their existence is forgettable at times because we don't see them frequently enough you know like i forget Mm. that they exist well, I don't, but I'm assuming other people do. Um, but back to the match. Uh, I really liked how Adam Page was reluctant at first to get tagged in. I also really appreciated the big old slap in the face that Evil Uno eventually gave him that kind of knocked some sense into him to be like, fight him, you know? Uh, and that's when they started exchanging those forearms. It was like the slap that launched them. I really enjoyed that part of the match. Uh, even during the match itself, I started to question whether the Dark Order were becoming heels because of the way that they were wrestling, especially with the knocking 
Hangman off the apron multiple times. And not just Hangman, but the, the Young Bucks, too. Because you don't really see faces do that, like, ever. Um, so, I'm really hoping they go heel. I feel like they can do a lot more with their their group if they, if they do that. Um, there were two near falls at the very end of the match that just, like, ripped my heart out. There was one with Alex, Alex Reynolds on page, and it just, like killed me and then they did one again with Paige but this time with uh John Silver and I thought he had it and I was like like cheering and then yelling at the TV I just got very into this match mm-hmm. um, yeah. very enjoyable um, those are my thoughts it's an engaging match and yeah and what you say about Dark Order if anyone remembers when when AEW Years ago, when it kind of was first around, Dark Order was a big thing. Uh, and like I said, there were like a dozen guys or whatever in it, you know. And there were commercials all the time, Join the Dark Order. And they they had a website, which is still there, I think. Um, Join the Dark Order. And... And, you know, they kept saying, oh, we're waiting for the exalted one. And then he shows up, and and it's Brody Lee. And then they start doing those, you know, weird vignettes where they're eating steak at a table and whatever else they're doing with Brody Lee, you know. Uh, Yeah, his death really threw a a wrench in in whatever plans they had for the, the, the Dark Order, you know really adversely affected that storyline. So, after that match, uh, we had a video package about the Owen Hart Cup Tournament, just highlighting some of the upcoming matches. We have uh, some of the upcoming men's matches. We have three men's matches on Collision on Saturday, we have Roderick Strong versus Samoa Joe. I have Samoa Joe winning that. What about you? Oh, hell yeah, I have Samoa Joe winning. Uh, Ricky Starks versus Juice Robinson. I have Ricky Starks winning. I also have Ricky Starks winning. And Powerhouse Hobbs versus Dustin Rhodes. I have Hobbs winning. I also have Hobbs winning. All right. So let's see, AW is not always as predictable as we think it's going to be, so... Right. Maybe they'll they'll throw some curveballs at us. Mm-hmm. All right, so cut back to the parking lot. Adam Cole is waiting for MJF. Uh, Roderick Strong comes up, uh, and they're talking. And Roderick Strong says, "You know, you can't trust MJF." And Adam Cole's like, "Yeah, I know. I'm just trying to, you know." humor him and this and that and see what's up uh mjf walks up and he says hey adam hey generic white guy (laughs) to roderick strong roderick strong takes offense to that and acts like he's gonna beat up mjf and mjf you know says whoa 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 that kind of thing uh strong and cole uh no sorry Strong leaves. Uh, MJF and Cole then take off in a chauffeured SUV. Uh, Where they're headed, we're not told. But MJF seems very excited to head there. He was very excited. Yeah. He was wooing until they (laughs) shut the doors. Woo! And then the door shuts and you don't hear it anymore. That sounded like a dying animal. Yeah, it's not what it sounded like. MJF did not sound like that. No, it did not sound like that. He sounded happy. He sounded happy. I'm sorry. <laughs> that was hilarious. He sounded happy. Uh, <laughs> next, Jungle Boy. Maybe the last time we'll call him that. Jungle Boy Jack Perry comes out. He comes out to his usual music Which for, for the last time. Yeah, probably for the last time. And says, you know, cut that garbage off. Mm-hmm. And he says, we're never hearing that song again. 
uh, and he and he talks about how you know he has a new attitude, and he's looking out for himself, and what he wants, and he wants a singles title, and how uh, he's uh, you know underrated, and people don't give him enough respect, and he's quote banging the hottest bitch in this place. Uh, of course, he's talking about Anna J.A.S. So I don't know if I would agree with him there, uh, but... Tony Storm is hotter. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and Perry refers to Hook uh, as an entitled second-generation piece of trash. Perry also pledges to take the FTW title from Hook because he knows what it means to him. He knows what it means to his family. Hook shows up and Perry runs away from him. Like super fast. Did you yeah. see how fast he ran? He, he ran super fast. He ran through the crowd, you know, through the uh, concourse, out the arena door, into a waiting SUV. A lot of SUVs going on tonight. Mm-hmm. But into a waiting SUV and they drove away. Uh, so I enjoyed it. It's one of the most enjoy- enjoyable Jack Perry segments I've yeah, seen. Yeah. It started off a little bit shaky, but oh, then yeah. he really, like, really got into it. Yeah. yeah. At first, he was not delivering his lines well at all. No. And I was like, oh my God, this is going to be historically bad. Yeah, but he really but it turned good. it around. Yeah, yeah. It, it turned out pretty good, I mm-hmm. thought. Turned out pretty good. So, we'll see where this goes. I like it. I like it better than face Jack Ferry. Kill Jack Ferry. Do you think he's going to win the FTW title? Yeah. Really? I do. Hmm. Interesting. So he'll be the one to defeat the undefeated Hook? Yeah. I think so. Okay. Uh, Sammy Guevara comes out with his cue cards and takes a lot of cue cards to basically say that he and Darby Allen are eternal adversaries and they are fighting again tonight. And they'll fight forever. You can't leave out the plug for the video game. And they'll, quote, fight forever. Because the video game is coming out the next day, which is now today. And that game is awesome. If that's, that's about all I've been doing if I haven't been recording a podcast. Very fun. Very fun. Up next, uh, Ruby Soho. We, we were scheduled to have an Owen Hart Cup quarterfinal match. Ruby Soho versus Dr. Britt Baker, DMD. But Adam Cole gave whatever he was sick with uh, at Forbidden Door, he gave it to Dr. Britt Baker. So now she is out sick. So the quarterfinal match is happening next next week. Ruby so- Soho, God, is still in action, though. Uh, and she is accompanied by the outcasts, of course, Tony Storm, and uh, Soraya. Soraya, thank you. And she is facing Alexia Nicole. I don't like uh, Alexia Nicole's chances here. Alexa. I heard Alexia. Sorry. Oh, I, I just realized Alexa. our Alexa device is going to freak out when we say this. Yeah, I heard Alexia. Okay. Uh, Ruby mocks. Britt Baker's hand signal, you know, the DMD, mm-hmm. that thing that she does. Uh, Storm and Soraya attack Nicole on the outside with some kicks. This match really didn't last long. Ruby Soho beats her up, gets her down on the ground, and Soho executes the lockjaw, which is Dr. Britt Baker's finisher. She She takes, she actually steals one of the referee's uh, black gloves and puts it on her hand so that she can execute the lockjaw. Uh, 
and uh, Nicole submits. Ruby Soho gets the win, and she gets the mic and goes on a tirade against Britt Baker. It was a good promo by Ruby Soho. I think it was definitely the promo of the night. Huh. Really? Yeah, without a doubt. I thought it was awesome. Hmm. Who do you think that delivered a better promo? Let me say who who did promos. Let me, let me look back real quick. Mm-hmm. Don't you fill the dead air while I look back? So, I think haven't officially decided, but in case you don't know, on Twitter, every Sunday, I do an outfit of the week for male, best male pro wrestler outfit and best female pro wrestler outfit, and I think Ruby Soho's outfit is going to win it this week, although, who knows, we haven't gotten to Collision or Rampage, in which we will see Hikaru Shida, who often has really awesome outfits, so uh, I think I might be giving it to Ruby Soho, as well as promo of the night, uh, which is not a normal segment that we do. What'd you come up with, Asa? Time's up. Yeah, I'd say so. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, best promo of the night. Not many promos, but yeah. she had the best one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, up next, we see Johnny TV, better known as John Morrison from WWE. He is here. And he is now known as Johnny TV. And he is with QT Marshall and Harley Cameron. He's he's with that group. And he's there to promote an upcoming match against Matt Hardy and Brother Zay. It's Johnny TV and QT Marshall versus Matt Hardy and Brother Zay on Rampage. Also on Rampage, Hikaru Shida, former women's world champion, faces Taya Valkyrie. Uh, Sean Spears faces the Blade, and on Rampage, we have a Ring of Honor World Title match. The champion, Claudio Castagnoli of the Blackpool Combat Club, defends against Commander. Yeah. I'll be rooting hard for Commander there, I tell yeah, you that. Me too. It sounds like a pretty damn good episode of Rampage. Mm-hmm. I tell you, for, for y'all who skip Rampage, it's a good show. It's a damn good show. Okay. I don't know what why you skip it, but I, I, I see the ratings. I know a lot of y'all are skipping it. So <laughs> the ratings are ratting you out, and you're with your rampage skippage. Mm-hmm. So plus, like, if you like wrestling, and yeah. like, especially if you like it for the wrestling, it's all wrestling because the show is so short; they don't have time for anything else. So it's just mm-hmm. like back to back to back to back matches, and it's awesome. Hmm. I mean, there's usually a promo, but maybe, like, one promo. That's yeah, it. Yeah. That, that's it. Yeah, they just cram everything in there. It's, yeah, it's, it's awesome. Nice, yeah. It is awesome. It's like your wrestling vitamin. <laughs> uh, we have some matches for Collision Saturday, real quick. TBS champion Chris Statlander uh, put out an open challenge, and she's defending her belt against Lady Frost. Yeah. Should be a cool match. Yeah, I'm excited for that one. No pun intended. Uh, also, we have three uh, men's Owen Hart Cup tournament uh, matches. Uh, we have Roderick Strong versus Samoa Joe. I already said these. Dustin Rhodes versus Powerhouse Hobbs. And Juice Robinson versus Ricky Starks. Also on Collision, uh, MJF makes his Collision in-ring debut. They did not announce an opponent. So I assume he's facing some jobber in a non-title match. Uh, so we'll see what they have in store for MJF in in ring. Uh, and next week on Dynamite, uh, Blind Eliminator Tag Team Tournament quarterfinal match. Uh, Swerve Strickland and Keith Lee were drawn as partners. Wink, wink. And they are facing... Orange Cassidy, the international champion, and Darby Allen. There's a pretty cool team. So that should be an interesting match. Can I ask you a question? Did yeah. I miss them drawing the rest of the names? Because they televised the first names being drawn. Are we just supposed to are we just gonna get them rele- like revealed to us one match at a time? I don't know. Where's the bracket? 
I don't, I don't know. Give me a fucking bracket. I don't know. They have... They announced the f- first team. Yeah. And they've announced these two. And then that's it. And that's right? it. Okay, I was That just, I know of, yeah. Yeah, I was just making sure I didn't miss anything. Maybe with the Owen Hart bracket, maybe they don't want too many brackets at one time. Well, they shouldn't be doing two, three tournaments at once, then. Yeah, yeah I agree. But... Yeah, but yeah, yeah, we have three teams, one matchup revealed. Yeah. Uh, also, next week on Dynamite, uh, Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, returns and faces Ruby Soho in the Owen Hart Cup tournament quarterfinal match. Uh, now, the main event of Dynamite Tornado Tag Team Match. Many-time world champion Sting teams up with Darby Allen, former TNT champion, to take on the pain maker, Chris Jericho, of course, eight-time world champion, the Ocho, and he's teaming up with another former TNT champion, Sammy Guevara. Uh, Sting and Jericho, early on, dueling aluminum baseball bats. They're just hitting with the tink. You know, that's hitting against each other with that tink sound. Uh, Allen runs in the corner. Uh, stinger splash on Jericho. Guevara grabs a ladder from under the ring. Uh, Sammy and Jericho Irish whipped Allen toward the ring steps, but he flipped over them, and then he hit his tailbone right on the metal guard rail. It looked very painful. Yeah, it did. He, yeah, he was he was in pain after that for for a minute. Uh, they fought into the crowd, and Sammy had a fan hold Darby, while Sammy punched him. So that was a new one. That was pretty good. Yeah, that was fun. <laughs> Jericho uh, tried to shove a painmaker poster down Sting's throat. So that was odd. He also got that from a fan. Yeah, yeah. He took yeah. someone's painmaker poster and balled it up and tried to shove it down Singh's throat. Literally, successfully shoved it in his mouth. Yeah. Yeah. This gross. <laughs> uh, Sammy Guevara uh, hit a flying cutter off the guardrail onto Darby on the floor. Uh, Sting and Darby uh, both get a table. They set the two tables up side by side and they put Sammy Guevara on one of them. So, you know, you think Darby Allen is about to jump off and do something crazy. No, no. Sting jumps off. 62-year-old Sting jumps off from the ladder in the ring to the table on on the floor on the outside. But, unfortunately, Sting doesn't quite hit his mark. Uh, He's so close. He's very close. So it's two tables next to each other. Right. And he hits the first table. Yeah, he hits the first table, lands on Sammy, and it breaks. Um, But his face hits the second table, like right in his mouth. Yeah. His mouth hits the, the edge of the second table. Look very painful. Yeah. And I mean, he was, he had blood on his face. So yeah. So something, something happened there. Yeah. It was, uh, But yeah, so he, he broke the one with, with Sammy on it. I tell you, I don't know if Sting needs to be doing that shit. That was crazy. Especially like on a dynamite, like save that shit for a pay-per-view if you're going to do it. He just wants to give the people what they want. I guess. I mean, it's cool. It's cool. I, I didn't. It was scary though. Even before yeah, it was he scary. landed, like it was scary. I, I mean, you and I both were like, those tables are too far. Like yeah. even if it was Darby, those tables were too far. Yeah. They were like farther away than a person can jump. It looked, you know. 
Which, I mean, I guess they weren't, but kind of. They were, they were too far, obviously. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm sure the idea was for both tables to break. Yeah. Uh, but only one did, and Sting hit his face on the second one, so... I'm not sure if he lost a tooth or is going to need stitches or what, but he was he was bleeding after that. Yeah, he definitely had, like, a busted lower lip. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, Darby Allen grabs his skateboard and does a grind off of the top rope onto Jericho. Uh, Darby then goes for a coffin drop, but... Jericho throws the skateboard at him, hits him in the back. Jericho hits the Judas effect, knocks Darby out of the ring. Uh, Jericho puts Sting in the lion tamer. Sting picks up the baseball bat, hits Jericho in the face to break the hold. And Jericho is juicing. Stinger splash. Jericho is what? Juicing. Bleeding. Oh, oh! I didn't know that's that was a term for that. That's gross. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the corner, Stinger splash. Sting goes for another, but Jericho grabs him for a code breaker. Gets a two count out of it. Stinger then hits a scorpion death drop. Gets a two count out of it. Sting then applies the scorpion death lock. Chris Jericho, the pain maker, whatever you want to call him, he taps out. Sting and Darby Allen win this battle. The Tornado Tag Team match. It's a pretty good match. I enjoyed it. Uh, I give it four bones out of five. So, pretty solid dynamite. Yeah, I agree. Nothing big or... Other than the blood and guts announcement, nothing really major happened. Yeah, the Jack Perry going full heel and uh and the blood and guts announcement, that's that's it. Um You have any any thoughts you wanna you I mean, need to get out there? You did a really good job covering that match. Like I think everything that I Noted, you mentioned. Um, so I just wanted to point out that I just really enjoyed the fan involvement in the match, as I'm sure the fans that were involved did. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know you can't do stuff like that all the time, because then it wouldn't make it special when it happens, but it's always fun to see. Uh, and yeah, we already talked about it, but I made a note that I don't get the the pain maker Jericho gimmick and probably never will. I think maybe that's just something Jericho holds in his heart. So match of the night. What do you think? Hmm. I'm going to go with either. Wait, do I have to pick one? Yeah. You go first. Uh, The match of the night was the dark order versus the elite. The trios match, no doubt. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to agree with you. Uh, no, I'm going to go with Sammy and Jericho versus Sting and Darby. Really? Yeah. Huh. I like when they fight in the stands and they go all over the place. Yeah, me too. And the use of the fans, like, and uh, just all the stuff that happened. You know, like, yeah, I'm going to go with, I'm going with the main event. Even though I love the Dark Order, so I'm very glad that you picked them. So, where do you think MJF and Adam Cole, where where do you think they went? I think they went to an arcade. Wait, MJF doesn't like video games. I'm changing my answer. I think they went to go see a Broadway show. Or a Broadway-style show in, in Hamilton. In Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Really? Yeah. yeah. What do you, where do you think they went? I'm picturing them playing skee-ball for some reason. Can't you see them playing skee-ball together? That's why I was thinking arcade. Like, not really for the video game aspect, but the skee-ball aspect. Hmm. 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 Um, I don't see them playing skee-ball. Well, why don't you use your video game 
knowledge that you've gained as to where wrestlers go when they're not wrestling. Because that's part of the video game, right? You, like, get to go places. Yeah. So where are some of the places you get to go? I don't know. Hamilton is not in the game. Oh, that's a bummer. Yeah. So maybe a restaurant? You think they went out to eat? Because they do that a lot in the game. They do that in the video game. To charge their batteries? Yes, correct. Yeah. To recharge your your health is represented by a battery in the video game. Well, Adam Cole was just sick, so he needs to recharge his health. So maybe Correct. maybe they went to a uh, to a restaurant. restaurant. Good call. Some poon- poutine. Is that how you say it? Yeah. What were you about to say? Some poon. Some poon. <laughs> I realized as I started to say it, this is not how you say that word. About to get some poon. <laughs> poutine. Is, what, is that what it's called? That's what yeah. it's called, right? Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> So where did they go? I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I don't know where they went. I nothing's coming to me, really. Ski ball. Ski ball. Ski ball. Air As, hockey. I don't think. I mean, there's no Broadway shows, and maybe they went to New York no, and I'm went not, to a Broadway no. show. I'm not saying they went to a Broadway show on Broadway. You know how like I understand they travel in Broadway shows. Yes. Yeah. They could uh, go to Hamilton. You think they went to a traveling show in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada? Well, no, I'm changing my answer back to arcade for ski ball. <laughs> I would say strip club, but that doesn't seem like MJF style. That doesn't seem like something Adam Cole would agree to. And I think that totally seems like MJF style. Really? Yeah. No, he would call them all skanks. That's not I MJF style. I they went to, like, style. a really nice one. That's it, not MJF style, no. Hmm. No. So, I don't know. We'll find out, I, I hope. We'll find out where they went. Here's another question. Uh, a car-related question. Who was driving Jungle Boy's getaway car? Do you think uh, we'll ever get an answer, or it was no. just some some driver? No, Doesn't I think matter. It's just a chauffeur. Okay. I don't know if you you thought it might be someone in in cahoots with him. No, I think he's gonna go solo for a while, which I think is good. You know, he early in his career had many ties to help him. I think him on his own is a good thing. I was, uh, you know, we're we're doing the blind draw tag team tournament, and on Twitter I asked our followers for some, you know, what are some teams you would like to see in this blind draw tournament, and one of our followers, uh, one of our listeners, said, uh, "Heal uh, Jungle Express reunion." <laughs> Oh, that'd be awesome. Wouldn't it be awesome? Yeah. Jack, Jack Perry and Luchasaurus, evil. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> that would be pretty fun, wouldn't it? Yeah, that'd be awesome. I would I would be for that team, you know? Yeah. Yeah, because you can't root against a dinosaur. No. Uh, so Johnny TV shows up. He's new. What's he going to do? With with QT Marshall, what's his deal gonna be? What, what are do you they think? doing? That's my question. You get fucking John Morrison and you partner him in his first match with QT was Marshall. Marshall. Like, I don't dislike. I don't dislike QT Marshall. It sounds like you do. I dislike him as the partner for this like what should be kind of like a big return, mm-hmm. but they just like squashed it in all of its. It's oomph immediately. I I don't know. I just think it's poorly poorly booked. Plus, like, I love Matt Hardy, but putting him in a match with Matt Hardy and and Brother Zay mm-hmm. as his first match, yeah, like you're dropping him like pretty mid card, you know? Like, I thought he would be more like. A minus B plus range, you know? Hmm, really? I don't know, I mean, it was at WWE. I guess that was when I first watched. Most recently, he was like Miz level. Yeah, 
is lower than the Miz. Yeah. Because the Miz was fighting for the world title. I mean, he was like the Miz's lackey. Yeah. Johnny Drip Drip. Yeah. Isn't that weird? It's weird. It's so weird how people, how wrestlers' careers go. Mm-hmm. John Morrison, he was a Jim Morrison look-alike. And then he's in the fucking, the, uh, what's the one I like? Lucha Underground. Mm-hmm. And then eventually he's back in WWE and he's called Johnny Drip Drip. And now he's in AEW as Johnny TV. It's just so strange how wrestlers' careers progress. You never know. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially kind of those middle guys. You never know yeah. where they're going to go and what they're going to become next. It's it's strange. It's not what I would have picked for him. Teaming up with teaming up with QTV. Yeah, yeah. Well, maybe he he and Powerhouse Hobbs would make a formidable tag team, but I I don't think. I'm not sure how interested Hobbs is in being a tag team champion, you know. Well, he just got out of a tag team within the last year. Right. So I don't think he's going to want to go back. Yeah. You got anything else on the agenda? Yeah, I'm just looking through things, trying to trying to answer the unanswered questions of the evening. Maybe they want to go see Hamilton in Hamilton. It just occurred to me. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) So, last question. Okay. Uh, Dark Order and Hangman Adam Page. Are they going to mend their relationship, or is it over? It's over. It's over? It's over. If someone watched you getting stabbed in the head with a fucking screwdriver, and then walked away, and then stood back and just watched some more, would you be friends with that person? Nope. Yeah, so, I mean, yeah, it's fucking over. It's dead. You think Hangman's gonna get him? No, because they haven't actually gotten him yet. I feel like they're going to do something first. Like, they didn't act... They didn't attack him in any way. They just didn't help. But you think they're going to? I think that this beef is going to escalate. Not to feud level, because they're feuding with the BBC... Not BBC. The BCC. I do that all the time. (laughs) Oh, they hate quality British programming. Um... Yeah, but I don't think I don't think they're gonna do two feuds at once. But I think there's gonna be some some more stuff to this story. I don't think the story's over at this point. You know, I don't think, I don't think they're just done with him. Mm-hmm. What do you think? Um, man. I think, I don't see how you repair it now. How you repair the the relationship, like oh, you said. Yeah. No, it's not. If yeah. somebody just stands and watches while you get, you know, the shit kicked out of you, I don't know how you re- repair that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he had blood literally pouring from his face. It formed a pool under right. his head. Yeah. Oh, in which... You just stuck his fingers and then put it on his face like war paint. It was so fucking gross. Yeah, while the Dark Order watched. And yeah. Yeah. I think Hangman is going to get him. Really? He's a good guy. I don't know. He should. Should go get him. Hmm. I mean, well, maybe he will. But that, yeah, that was not cool. For them to to just stand there and do nothing. Yeah, I think even if I didn't like someone, if I saw someone getting beat up, I would try to help them. I don't know what the fuck I would do, but take off a shoe and start hitting them with it or something. No. (laughs) You ask. 
What, uh, what did he do? Excuse me, sir. What did this gentleman do? You want me to interrupt their yes. fight to ask them what's happening? Pardon me. Why? In case they did something really bad and so it's justifying the right. meeting? Yeah, exactly. No. You gotta make sure. Violence is not the answer, Asa. Sometimes it is. Mm, only if there's animals involved. Mm. Like if someone hurt your dog. That would be an acceptable reason. We're animals. Yeah. But I like other animals way better than people. <laughs> All right. So, when are they going to hear from us next? You will next hear from us. Um, Sunday. Trying to think. Sunday, you'll hear from us twice. First, for our collision recap and review and then also for our money in the bank recap and review when you will find out which one of us is going to be the new or potential stay the current prediction <laughs> predictions champion champion that's really hard to say for me for some reason prediction champion i did it that time where else can they watch us they can watch you on twitter at yep. no bones rest, uh no bones about wrestling. Yeah. No bones about wrestling uh on Twitch. What did I say? Oh, I said you Twitter. said on Twitter. Sorry. Yeah, on on Twitch. I've been on there quite a bit the last two days. I will be on there more. The name is all one word, no bones about wrestling. I've been streaming the awesome new video game AEW Fight Forever. I love it. I may be back on later tonight. I probably will, in fact. Um, but yeah, I've just been streaming that like a madman. Hmm. And uh, so watch for me there on on Twitch. Uh, if you subscribe, you'll get notifications when I go online. So that's that's fun. Also, uh, if you want to follow our YouTube channel, we've been posting somewhat regularly now. Uh, that's just No Bones About Wrestling on YouTube. If you hit the subscribe, you'll get notified whenever we do a new post, which will be every time we do a new podcast, plus more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we've got some, some YouTube stuff coming. So, uh, thanks for joining us, and as Mick Foley would say, have a nice day. Bye.